This is the Student Leadership News Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Public Speaking Series. Uh, this is Ronan. With me is Andy. G'day, mate. Hello. How are you? Very good. Uh, why don't you tell everybody what this episode's all about? We are going to talk about the essential steps of preparing a speech. Excellent. Now, I can uh, affirm for confirm for anyone who's listening to this that we have prepared for this episode. Like, it would make no sense, would it, if we sat here with nothing in front of us? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, so, uh, got our got our uh, sheet of notes. Yep. Which uh, we will we will we will run through, but we're not really talking about how to do an audio recording. We're going to talk about no. how to do a speech. Yep. When you're up in front of people, there's an audience there, and you've got to talk about something. Now, um, to kick into it, can you give us a fail tale? Uh, yep. For people who are just jumping onto this series, fail tale is going to always refer to a time where you or I have given a speech that has flopped, yep. hasn't worked, just absolutely murdered it, murdered it. Can, yep. can you tell us um, a failed tale of yours? Oh, thanks. I'll, I'll kick things off here. Good on you. Now, um, I, as well as yourself, Ronan, have done many speeches over our time uh, doing what we do. And you learn to develop, you know, a knack for getting up in front of people. And I can remember early on when I was starting out. Talking way back. So what, like 12, 13 years ago. Yep. 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 And, you know, I, I was out there looking to impress, uh, looking to, you know, get up and, and do a good job, but probably didn't prepare as well as I should have. And I was given a topic that um, was a little bit ex- obscure. Um, it was to do with, you know, your vocation. So, how you actually oh, like operating. the pathways of life and yeah. life's journey and choices. And, and myself, I was like, you know what? I love life. I'm good at this <laughs> stuff. I could talk about this for hours. Easy. And so up I go. And how many people in the audience? Look, there was probably between 80 to a hundred. Yep. And, uh, it was a, it was a full day event that we were doing and, and my speech was just part of the event. And I was given 35 minutes that I needed to do this presentation for. And I was like, yeah, that's fine. I was a little bit nervous, but I was like, you know, I didn't, I wanted to hide that from everybody else. And, (laughs) and, you know, I put a bit of preparation in, but to be honest, didn't put as much as I could because I thought not, not necessarily I can wing this, but more, yeah, I can get up and it'll be fine. So I didn't practice. I didn't see how long it was going to take. I was. I wrote some notes down and I'm like, yeah, this will be fine. This will be great. So comes time to the event. And I don't know if you recall, you were actually there. I recall it well. I can't wait to see how you're going to describe this because I know what it was like to be in the audience. Well, I'll give you I'll give you a hint <laughs> first up. I describe it as a train wreck. <laughs> and it's one of those things where, you know, a train wreck, not a pleasant thing but something that people can't help watching. <laughs> so they're there and it's like, this guy is so bad, but I've got to keep watching because we don't know what we're going to miss if it keeps going. Now, I fumbled <laughs> over words. I got points around the wrong way. And remember I said 35 minutes. Yep. Is that what it was supposed to be, 35 minutes? Yep. I probably went maybe, maybe for 12 minutes. <laughs> now. When you're done, when you're doing a speech, when you're done, it's time to get off. You yeah, don't. You surely it's going to come up more in this series. We must tell you people you when you're finished. When you're done, you're, you're done. finished. <laughs> you don't want to keep going on. But 
when you're part of a whole day program and you're down assigned 35 minutes in the program. you're going to be there that long. And you go for 12 minutes and then all of a sudden, okay, I'm off. I know. And when I was up there, I knew it was a shocker. And, you know, I'm up there, I'm starting to sweat. I'm like, it's time for me to get off. Someone, you know, throw out the hook, pull me off. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know. It's up to someone else now. Someone, someone, hopefully, who's thinking in the background will be able to get back up and take over fill in the what we're talking like yeah, 20, 18 minutes yeah, or something. Eight, gotta, plus five, yeah, yeah, 20, whatever. 23 minutes. minutes to go. And I'm just like, what an absolute shocker. And from that day, I have realized the, uh, you know, the desire, the need for preparing for a speech. Can you remember how you felt when you, Finish the speech. Was it a sense of relief or was it a sense of uh, embarrassment? I don't know. I'm not, I, I don't think we've ever talked about this bit. How yeah, did you feel? Yeah. There was, uh, <laughs> there was definitely a sense of relief because <laughs> I wanted to get out of there. But there was also a sense of, oh, this is a little bit embarrassing because one, as I said at the start, like I wanted to do a good job and like, you know, I kind of know what I'm doing here and, you know, don't ask for help and all that sort of stuff. But two, like clearly let other people down. <laughs> And so it's kind of like a little bit of a sense of embarrassment, but also it was like, oh, just get me out. It's kind of like, I kind of want to get out and just go put a hoodie over my head and just like <laughs> arms in my hand, head, head in my hands kind of, kind of deal. But we live and learn. We do. And we sit here and the sun rises the next day and it's all okay and we can get better at what we do. Yep. So from that, we're going to uh, essentially, uh, not necessarily from that one, one speech that I gave, but from a number of them, we're going to give some points about the essentials, the steps, in fact, of preparing a speech. Things that I wish I had done <laughs> before I got up and talk about the uh, vocation yeah. um, of life. And uh, I still think I do life pretty well, but... <laughs> Just didn't talk about it well that no, day. Correct. Yeah. Good. Okay. So like we've, uh, we've come up with six essential steps. Yep. Uh, how about I launch in with, with number one? Absolutely. Um, write it out. Yeah. Like I just think, this is something I'm passionate about because I know people often want to appear natural when they give a speech. Yep. So they're like, oh, we'll go up and I will be conversational and I will say what comes to mind and people will think that's engaging. And I don't want to read words off a page. That's way too structured. Let's be more casual. Yeah. Uh, I reckon that normally ends in being a disaster. There's a small percentage of people yep. in the world that are so good at speaking that they can do that. Yeah, and there's so many there's so many components to actually writing it out, isn't yeah. there? In terms of how do you write out your speeches? Well, uh, first thing I do is I try and do word for word, yeah. write it out. Oh, yeah, like as in, okay, rather than me just uh, my first. Essentially, it's my first practice, yeah. so it's not okay. I'll get up and just try and speak. I, my first practice will be I'm going to write everything down. Yeah. Then from there, it then comes down to okay, let's try and shorten it because I think there's um an issue with if you write it down and just keep reading over it and keep reading over it and keep yeah. reading over it, um, you kind of get to this point where you almost memorize your talk. Yeah. It doesn't seem like a speech anymore. It's like someone's reading a book to an audience. Yeah. Even, even if you're not reading it and you're walking around, you're still, okay, what's my next sentence? Yeah. Okay. This is what, this is what flows the next one. Um, so once I'm confident that I have read it out, uh, written it out, I will try and then, um, I'll try and speak it out yep. without without the the paper notes, um, and then get to a final product where there's some bullet points, um, memory joggers that will help me to hopefully say what I 
want to say? Yeah, I'm probably pretty similar. Um, I don't normally go word for word, yeah. but I would often write out, let's say a speech has to go for 20 minutes to half an hour. That'll be quite a few pages of bullet points. I'll practice based on those couple of pages, like actually saying it. And then I will refine it and down into two pages and then I will say it again. And then I'll refine it down to one page and I'll say it again. And it very, very often ends up that when I do stand up in front of the audience, I don't need the notes much at all, mm. but that's because I've been refining it down from three pages to two to one to, to not needing it. But so in your mind, are you uh, going through points in that, in that um, when you're actually up Yeah, I know, what the, I know or, what the points are yep. and I know what needs to be said as part of each point because I've explained it to an empty room many times in the practice, but I don't know what sentences or words are going to come out of my mouth next. Yep. But, but I'm comfortable with that because I feel like Therefore, it's going to be natural because I'm not reciting sentences, but I'm delivering the content that I have done a few times before in my practicing. Yeah. Or it wouldn't happen without writing it out. Do you yeah. have like go-to sentences? Like, um, you know, I've seen you give hundreds and hundreds of, of presentations and, and you do use points um, as in like points for people to write down or points that um, help to convey your message. Do you have like, uh, go-to sentences, joggers that are like, okay, this is what I want to do for the start of this point or this is what I want to do for the end of this point to help transition into the next point or it's just I've practiced, nah, I kind of know yeah, what I, know I what want to say. I know what my first sentence is going to be yep. before I give the talk and I pretty much know what the last sentence is going to be and that would be the same each time. So if I'm repeating a talk many times, yep. um, first sentence, last sentence, if, if someone heard the talk a number of times, they'd realise that's exactly the same sentence he started with last time and finished with last time, but everything else, the sentence structure may may change. Yep. Yeah, fantastic. Um, so number one, write it out. Just write it out. Encourage everybody to do that. Number two, um, yeah, you tell us number two. Uh, number two is read it from your audience perspective. Yeah, it just has to happen that way because – I think sometimes we write a speech out and then we're like filling it with all this content that this is what I want to say in my speech. And it makes sense to me as the person who's written the speech, but I've got to put myself in the shoes of the audience and like, are they going to even understand this stuff? Am I making it too boring for them? Am I just using words, vocabulary and sentences that they don't even understand? Um, now that that's fantastic in theory and fantastic uh, and as a, as a point. It's not easy to do though, is it? No, no, it's not. Because if you're being asked to give a talk, it's because you have a level of expertise or you know something, mm. but you're giving it to a group of people who don't know yeah. that. So you must put yourself in their seat, in their shoes and listen to, listen to it from their perspective. And so you need to explain something as the speaker in a way as if you didn't know it. But... yeah. You do know it because you're the speaker who knows this stuff, but you must write it in someone else's, uh, from the audience's perspective. Yeah, hard to do, yeah. but it's also um, something that, uh, you know, comes with delivering it and thinking, you know, we hear a number of our team actually give speeches as well and lots of speeches that we hear. Yeah. And we hear them say something and it makes sense even to me because I know the subject matter as well. Yep. And it makes sense to the presenter, as you're saying, but you've just got to stop and, and make that actual point of, well, hang on a minute, are they going to understand it the way that, that I'm actually saying it? Yeah, and I think you'll realize often as you're writing it, you won't know that. But when you 
finish writing it and take the time to read it, you might pick up on on some things there. So if you didn't if you didn't do step one of write it out, yeah, then you've got no chance of putting yourself in the audience's shoes. So they, they do definitely go in hand in hand. Uh, do, you so, ever, do you ever get, um, I know you said you didn't write it out word for word, um, do you ever get anybody else to read your notes yeah, like the, so you can get it from a different perspective? Um, yep. Yeah, yeah, definitely do. Um, sometimes they don't understand my abbreviated version yeah. of it. So probably when we get to that sort of idea of actually practicing, that's when I probably get someone else's perspective more than the handwritten version yeah. of the notes. Yeah. I know, I know we've worked on speeches together um, and often we'll flick each other the notes and, yeah. and have that uh, conversation to say, well, no, I don't really get this. What do you mean by this? Yeah. Um, and that, that sometimes helps to, to read it from the audience perspective as well. Yeah. Well, that probably leads us to number three, which is to make changes. Yeah. There's no point in doing any of this. If you're like, oh, I'll read it from the audience's perspective and then that's nice to know, you know, like you're yeah, actually, yeah. you're doing that so that you would make some changes. If you don't change anything in your talk, once you started to do this, you're probably rushing your preparation. Like it's, there's, there's no crime in like, wow, now that I've written it out and looking at it from the audience's perspective, I realize that a whole bunch of my talk needs to change. That's fine. That's it's better changing it then than standing up there in front of that train wreck you described. Thank you. Go, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. And go, oh, there's so much I wish I could change about this, but I've already said these words myself. Yeah. So and, and, yeah. and to be honest, like not backtracking, but part of it, my train wreck, as uh, we've both eloquently described, um, is you know not really reading it from the audience perspective, and then not having those those changes. That well, hang on a minute. Uh, you're only going for 12 minutes, champ. You, yeah. need to, you need to flesh this one out a bit. Yep. Um, so I think, yeah, making changes, it requires a bit of humility too, like yep. in, in saying, oh, oh yeah, okay. I thought that what I wrote there made sense, uh, but perhaps it doesn't. So I will make that change myself. It requires a bit of time too. Yep. yep. So yeah, that's why none of this can be done in the last minute. Yeah. yeah. And it requires you to, you know, take the time to write it out, take the time to, reflect on it, take the time to, okay, let's, what are the changes that we need to make? Um, and, you know, speaking of time, another thing that we need to do, number four, yeah. is practice in front of others. Yeah, hard to do, eh? I hate it. Yeah, I don't know. I actually don't know anyone that likes <laughs> doing the practicing. Like, I, I want to practice in front of lots of people. Who's yeah. available? Yeah. 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 Like, I know, I, like, thankfully, I think there's a lot of people that you and I work with who understand the need for it and therefore push themselves to do it. Yeah. But I don't know anyone who says, can't wait to, can't <laughs> wait to practice in front of people. Um, so like, who, who do you practice in front of? Not necessarily every occasion, but who are some of the people that you practice in front of? Yeah, um, yourself. Um, I like to practice in front of myself as well. Um, Funny that. Whether that's, <laughs> the mirror. Uh, whether that's in front of the mirror um, or... Uh, another thing that's great is a is, is a recording. Yeah. Um, the reason why I say that is great is because sometimes when you are speaking yourself, you think, "Oh, I sounded good." <laughs> but then if you listen back to it, you kind of, "Oh, yeah." That's uh, when you're listening okay. from the audience perspective. That's true. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and well, that didn't really make sense. Or, geez, I thought I explained that better. Or, um, if you're putting a game or an activity in your in your presentation, is kind of like, uh, that's not very clear." Or Maybe that's not as fun as I thought it would be. Um, it just allows you to stop, listen, and you can press pause on the recording yeah. 
and make changes then and there as well. Um, so that's, that's the most valuable one for me. Um, but also getting other people's feedback also is, is important as well. A few weeks ago, I was preparing a talk for the first time, wrote it out. Um, word for word? Uh, or, or almost, as described before. Uh, yeah. Solid on the bullet points. Uh, read it from the audience perspective, made a bunch of changes, then did the practice, recorded it. Uh, just on my phone. So just open the basic app yep. that comes with my phone, press record. It's so easy to do nowadays. Yeah. And then for the next four days prior to giving the talk, every time I went for a run, and I run slow, so it takes a while. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, uh, I listened to so it's uh, a, it was an hour and a half speech. Yeah, or? <laughs> to go 100 metres, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, no, so when I went for my daily slow jog, I listened back to that uh, talk numerous times before Fantastic. That. But it's good because it's, like it's a dead time. I would be going running and listening to something probably yeah. in my ears. So I may as well be listening to this talk. What did I get sick of the talk? Absolutely. But did I start to learn it better from doing so? And were there times that were, uh, I was confused at what I was listening to myself say, yeah. I thought, Oh my gosh, I've got to change that by the time I give this talk. So, um, yeah, uh, practicing in front of myself. Yep. Like you said, it's yep. nothing wrong with that. Not yeah. in front of the mirror like me, but uh, <laughs> and about, I'm just writing notes down. I'm like, yeah, that's a that's a good one. I might uh, implement that strategy as well. Yeah, you run faster, so you better be good, quick, give a quick talk. Yeah, that's what I mean. I only go for 12 minutes. <laughs> My, <laughs> it's talks. a short talk. That's why it happens. Okay, number five, um, ask for feedback. Yeah. No point in doing all this practice and asking for other people to be involved in it if don't ask for feedback. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think also... Um, yeah, if you're going to ask for feedback, you've got to be prepared people yeah, to say willing stuff. to will it, be willing to accept it. Yeah. Um, you know, a, a lot of uh, speeches that, that we see and, and that people come and ask us for feedback um, is, again, we talked about it earlier, it is humili- humbling to ask for that, but the, the transformation in the, in the presentation, the speech, is huge once people receive that feedback. So don't wait till after. You've actually given it. Try and get the feedback beforehand. Yeah, let's say I give a practice speech and you give me some feedback. Yeah, I like I might feel like I want to say to you, "Oh no, what I meant to say was something different." And actually, yeah. if I explain it a different way, this is what I'm I'm really referring to, and I justify it. No, the problem it the is you would give it. Yeah, because if I justify it like that, I don't get the chance to do that in front of my audience. Yeah, like if the audience didn't like it, they probably will never tell me that they didn't understand it. I mean, they may write some feedback and then it's all too late for me. Uh, but I got to, I got to take on board. We all do the feedback that we get when we're practicing um, because they're, they're, they are a real audience. Yeah. Even if it's just a practice audience. Um, so to finish this off, last step. Mate, keep practicing. How many times should we practice? Well, heaps. Heaps. Yeah. Depends Depend- on what yeah. the talk is. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. How long it is, yep. if it's 35 minutes. <laughs> you practice more than practice once more in than, your head. Uh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, no, I think there's a, a need for practicing until you feel comfortable going on that run without your headphones, headphones. in yeah. and being able to mentally give it, uh, whether it's in your head or actually physically out loud. Um as you would do it and confident that, okay, if I don't go exact for word for word, I'm still going to be able to say what I need to say, say it in a way that is effective and clear and stick to the time limit. Yeah. About a year and a half ago, I was asked to give a speech at a school awards night at the end of the year. Yeah. Um, now I do do 
talks to school students, but I don't do school awards night speeches with the lights shining bright and um, parents and grandparents in the room and I've got to inspire this crowd for 20 minutes. So I was out of my comfort zone. And when I wrote that speech, the solid bullet points, a couple of pages worth, I practiced it so many times. I got to the point where in the week leading up, if I had spare time, I would just open a page in front of me in a book or an, like a serviette in a cafe or whatever it was and just pull out a pen and write down my bullet points to yeah. show myself that I knew them, to show that I knew them, to show that I knew them, to show that I knew them. Um, I remember sitting in my office at one day and just pulling out the whiteboard marker, walking over to the whiteboard and writing out those bullet points yeah. off the top of my head to just prove to myself, I know the points, I know the points, I know the points. Then when I gave it that night, it actually did look very free-flowing. Um, I mean, some people might have thought it, it came off the cuff, but didn't. It came from the fact that I practiced it so many times over. So, um, yeah, I reckon I've given thousands of talks, but uh, and that, still practice every time. Yeah, absolutely. And that helps with the... Um, you know, often we get asked, how do you deal with nerves? Do yeah. you get nervous? The answer is yes, always. Yeah. But the more you practice, the less nervous you'll be. Yeah. If you only practice once, I can guarantee you, you're going to be a lot nervous, a lot more nervous than if you've practiced that talk, that speech 10 times. If you practice 20 times, it's going to get less and less. The more that you practice, I think the less the, the nerves come down. Because you've got something to fall back on. like. You may feel nervous at the moment that you stand up with a microphone or a podium, but you can say to myself, well, I've practiced this many times and it's been okay, so I'm all right. Yeah. But if you think, I wonder how this will go because I've never even put myself in this situation with this talk before, there's a big risk there. Yeah, and the fallback yeah. thing is is huge. And that's, that was my issue. <laughs> is like in Didn't my know where I was going. Well, in my mind, I had a joke or I had something here, you know, some point there and, you know, you could just read the audience and they were like, no, that wasn't funny. No, that's not a good point. And so having nothing to fall back on that I practiced throughout is kind of just like panic sets in and you're just like, just get me out of here. Yeah. Like someone, please save me. <laughs> you can only save yourself at that point. Yeah. Yep. Good. Okay. Hey, six steps there. Uh, they've certainly worked for us. I hope they work for our listeners too. And uh, if you're out there and you're listening to this, then uh, give us your feedback. Tell us how they've worked for you. Yep. And if we can help you with anything, get in touch with us and uh, we'd love to do so. The essential steps of preparing a speech. Get Thanks, Andy. Cheers. No worries. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Student Leadership News Podcast. Interact with us on social media and follow the news online at studentleadership.news. Listener.